At Simple Mobile, you get the no contract advantage. Those other mobile companies make you think you're in control, but you're really not. Simple Mobile is different. You can get a powerful nationwide 5G network all without a contract. It's the reliability you need when you need it, with no mystery fees, no activation fees, and no contract ever. Simple Mobile. Out with the old, in with the simple. 5G-capable device and SIM required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. 5G network not available in all areas. 5G upload speeds not yet available. Do you sometimes get the sense that debates about America's role in the world are predictable and often disconnected from reality? Our new podcast tries to change that. None of the Above offers new ideas to help confront America's global challenges. Subscribe to None of the Above today. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. Free speech is under assault like never before. Freedom is under attack more now than ever before. Because radical doesn't mean crazy. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15. With the help of the media, big tech, and the global elite, the left is attempting to seize control of my generation. It's time to fight back. It's time to let freedom ring. Hey everyone, Noah here. Still traveling, still out of town, but I do want to come on for a second before I play this interview uh, with Burt Jones, Trump-endorsed candidate for lieutenant governor of the state of Georgia, my home state. A good friend of mine, great, great candidate. Um, interested to see how the primary will go for him and all you know, all of his opponents. Um, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy started speaking at 8.38 p.m. last night, and he stopped speaking at 5.10 this morning. So, that's eight and a half hours. Sorry, I was just doing the math in my head. That is eight and a half hours that he was speaking, roughly. Holy crap. I don't think it ended up mattering because I think the the bill ended up passing, uh, which was the infrastructure bill. And I actually just got a breaking Fox News alert. Biden to transfer power to Harris while under anesthesia for colonoscopy at Walter Reed. So that's good. Somebody has to look up an 80-year-old butt crack. Um, But anyway, I I want to commend Kevin McCarthy for speaking for 8 hours and 32 minutes, surpassing the length of one by Representative Pelosi in 2018 that held the record. He said he didn't think he could go that long. He he spent the entire time railing against President Biden and his agenda and effort to delay the passage of the bill. Um, the debate had been scheduled to last 20 minutes before Kevin McCarthy took over at 8 p.m. to deliver at an at times rambling speech with Republican talking points against the legislation and punctuated with riffs about history. He said, I know some of you are mad at me. I think I spoke too long, he said at one point, but I've had enough America has had enough. Shortly after midnight Friday, when McCarthy showed no sign of yielding control on the ho- of the House floor, Democratic leaders sent lawmakers home with plans to return at 8 a.m. to finish debate and vote on the sprawling package. While the House has no equivalent Senate filibuster, Mr. McCarthy used a so-called magic minute custom, which allows the House Speaker, the Majority Leader, and Minority Leader for, to talk as long as they want. Ms. Pelosi used it frequently, um, tactic when she was minority leader in 2018 to speak for just over eight hours about the DACA 
And you know, I, I'll put a, I'll be honest with you, Kevin McCarthy, somebody who I don't dislike, you know, but I, I don't necessarily, I'm not in love with Kevin McCarthy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not in love with him, but I do have to commend what he did. Now here's the real problem. I'm 95% sure this infrastructure bill that I believe just passed has already passed in the Senate, which means now it's going to, yes, House passes $1.75 trillion Biden plan that funds universal pre-K, Medicare expansion, and renewable energy credits. And the final vote was 220 to 213. One Democrat of Maine voted against it. Now it's going to go to the Senate. Because the Senate and the House have to pass an identical bill. And hopefully Mitch McConnell can hold his own in the Senate. And can not allow passage of this bill. But I am currently out of town. And I am currently recording this in a hotel. So I... We'll let you guys go listen to the good audio quality of me interviewing my good friend, Burt Jones, Trump-endorsed candidate. Here's what this sounds like. Here's to getting back together, to planned lunches and unplanned cookouts, to grandma's recipes and smells that take us back, to passing down plates and traditions. Here's to warm embraces and familiar faces, to your best friends becoming best friends to scheming, dreaming, and food still steaming. Here's to laughter and love, to growing closer than ever. For all of life's get-togethers, Chinette, here's to us. Bert Jones, Jackson, Georgia, um, running for uh, lieutenant governor and uh, currently a state senator here in middle Georgia. Yeah, so... You know, Senator Jones, I do want to ask you, let's go ahead and get the the elephant out the room. You were the first Georgia official and one of the first, you know, people probably elected officials in the country to come out and endorse Donald Trump. Do you mind you telling us kind of what made you want to endorse President Trump way back in 2015 and why you did it? And are you happy that you did it? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, back in 2015, you know, I mean, I, obviously I'm a business owner here uh, in the uh, middle of Georgia and um, and have been watching politics uh, uh, either from afar or involved in it directly, you know, in the, as the legislature. And, and I just felt like the direction our country was going um, back in 2015 that, that we needed a different kind of different kind of uh, leader, different kind of candidate at the time. And and um and president trump um fit fit that model as far as i was concerned so uh i got i got on board with him as you said early and uh and then ended up co-chaired his campaign in 2016 and also co-chaired again in 2020 and and look his policies you can't argue with them you know our our economy was uh you know was like a rocket ship and um unemployment was at an all-time low people were uh, respecting us around the country, we were we were getting other countries who have been taking advantage of us for years and years. We were getting them in line, and uh, as far as from a trade standpoint, and as, as well as just uh, as respecting us, uh, you know, for any kind of military assistance we've been giving them. And so, uh, I think he was good for the country. I, I, I think he was good for as far as uh, as far as both in domestic and foreign. 
um, you know, and uh, so I, yeah, I would, I would definitely uh, proud of the fact that I did support him, and 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 uh, and that he was uh, that he he would allow allow me to have his ear every once in a while on uh, on situations going on in the country. Right. So I mean, I definitely agree. I think all my listeners are agree with everything you said. You know, I think President Trump has, you know. I'm 19 years old. President Trump's definitely the best president in my lifetime. Probably one of the better ones of your lifetime, too, uh, Senator Jones. So let me ask you a question. I saw you doing an interview with my good friend, Brian Pritchard. You made me have to wake up 30 minutes early. I normally do Wednesday at 9. You wanted to do Wednesday at 9, so I had to wake up at 8.30. So I will hold that against you until the end of time. So I do want to ask you, um, because you are, you pointed out in that interview, you know, you, you've served in the state legislature, what, now 10 years? This will be my 10th year, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've seen it under, uh, I guess it was Casey Cagle. Now it's Jeff Duncan. There might have been another one in there before. I'm not sure. Casey and Duncan. Uh-huh. Just Casey and Duncan. You pointed out something about uh, you know lack of leadership, and that leads to lack of lack of bills getting through this, that, the other. So kind of in a in a sense, tell me two things. One, you know why you think you'll bring you know leadership good conservative leadership back to the state senate if the if the voters choose you and also let's say you are lieutenant governor president of the senate for those of you who don't know what you know what really would you want to see come over and what what are your legislative goals if you do win this election yeah, well, number one, I've always been a, a small government type of, of, of legislator. You know, I don't believe I don't believe there's a legislative answer to every problem that presents itself. You know, in the in the state or the country. So, I'm definitely uh, not a a person that believes in a lot of a lot of legislation needs to get done in order to uh, fix issues that you have in your in your state or your country. Uh, the big the biggest problem that I've seen as far as in the inner workings of the of the Senate in the last few years is a lack of communication. Number one, and when you have a lack of uh, breakdown in communication, usually you don't have a uh, uh, cohesive uh, following. You know, as far as um, a united following, I should I should say. So, uh, lack of communication or either um, uh, communication that was opposite of what the will of the body was uh, kind of has been uh, uh, put put the at least the Georgia Senate in kind of a uh, peculiar spot because while there were some, particularly you know in the last election cycle, there were some of us who were questioning uh, the integrity or questioning a lot of the activities um, around the uh, election process, particularly in Fulton County, you know, our our lieutenant governor was out there saying that there was absolutely zero fraud, you know, and, uh, and that's, that's a, uh, uh, that's an outrageous statement on itself because there's not an election that's ever happened where there wasn't some kind of fraud. You just always, you always, you just don't know how widespread, it may or may not be, but there's always people trying to game the system, and it just didn't happen in 2020. It's been going on since, since you know, since the beginning of uh, election processes. But at any rate, but when you've got your your head of the Senate and then uh, and then uh, a few members uh, speaking um, in the opposite uh, in the opposite viewpoint of his or her opinion. And then the rest of them kind of just sitting on the sidelines. Uh, they they really don't know what to do, and and uh, as far as uh, which side to choose, and and uh, I'm always going to be on the side of the of the people and uh, get the pulse of what uh, your constituents are wanting. 
and uh, and and that's what I was doing uh, in this in this last 2020 cycle. But um, but you know the the communication, uh, the lack of communication, the lack of uh, wanting to put the necessary work in, uh, really um, has uh, has has made the entire body suffer as a whole, and um, and and it's really made us uh, uh, kind of. Uh, uh, that's why you have so many uh, so many uh, legislators around the state who are who are who are their constituents are mad at them uh, because they were getting mixed signals uh, from uh, quote unquote their leadership, and uh, and that's uh, that's that's not something that's not that that there's there's no organization that can survive that does not if it doesn't have good leadership. I don't care if it's a church or business or whatever. If you have poor leadership, uh, you, you it will crumble. So. Glenn Fittick's Riches 25 campaign aims to challenge the historically unitary and largely misinterpreted vision of wealth and what it means to live a life of riches that is commonly displayed in culture. Riches 25 breaks from the single malt scotch whiskey norm and helps redefine what it means to be rich. The launch of the Glenn Fittick Riches 25 is a curation of 25 individuals that challenge traditional notions of wealth and express an alternate idea of what it means to live a life of riches. For me, it's about fulfilling work and flexibility in my time and nobody breathing down my neck except for you jen and when there's too much breathing i reach for my glenfiddich 23 i want it to be old enough to have its own scotch if it wants to skillfully crafted enjoy responsibly glenfiddich 2021 imported by william grant and sons inc new york new york right and so what are what are some of i know you, you and i agree small government so what are some things that you know, obviously if you are a lieutenant governor you can't sponsor legislation anymore so that that is going to be a little bit sad but what are some things that you're going to lobby for like you know i know you're a big you you're a big believer in getting rid of the income tax what what are, what are your plans in terms of that type of legislation yeah i think i think we need to i think we need to uh, make a, a collective effort about eliminating uh, the income tax you know florida can do it tennessee can do it texas can do it uh, we need to, we need that needs to be our goal, uh, and uh, and and the, and if we can uh, cut it significantly, that's great. Uh, I think that we do need to invest uh, in, uh, and I, I, I've been saying that we need to invest into in a more infra. I'm talking about infrastructure between uh, bridging the gap between uh, uh, North or Atlanta, Metro Atlanta, and South Georgia in particular. I, I, I was really Fighting for a second airport hub uh, to be uh, located, you know, uh, hopefully be located somewhere in the Macon area that would help uh, spur economic growth there. Uh, for as a, a second hub, we've had too much of a concentration uh, uh, on a uh, airport uh, that is at full capacity, and it's also run by the mayor's office of Atlanta, which makes it a very uh, uh, entity that is subject to a lot of corruption. And a couple of years ago, that was where I presented some legislation to put forth the airport authority that uh, not only would manage uh, Hartsfield uh, Jackson Airport, but also it'd be a lot like the ports, like you know the ports authority that that manages your Savannah and Brunswick locations um, uh, structure. I, I proposed a structure that was similar to that, uh, and if you if you you know being uh, where you're located. Uh, that uh, that uh, the Brunswick and Savannah ports complement each other, and uh, it'd be nice uh, if uh, we're the only we're the only state with the population of 11 million that 
only has one centralized airport hub, and uh, and so I think we ought to do something to uh, to uh, uh, build that out and also uh, um, plan it plan it somewhere that would be beneficial to other parts of the state as well. The uh, on the uh, education front, K through 12 education, school choice is is a great thing. Uh, however, you know there are communities where uh, they they don't have choices. A lot of smaller communities around the state have a one one school system, uh, and uh, and so in in those situations we need to we need to uh, prioritizing and making those the best best schools that uh, that we can have in the state, uh, and uh, as well as on higher education. Now, higher education has gotten uh, out of sight as far as the. Uh, uh, as far as it, as far as tuition and fees are concerned, and uh, it's not it's not that the, we've got a revenue problem; it's we've got a spending problem. You know, at the university levels, and we need to we need to uh, pull rein those back in so that when a child is uh, can afford a Hope Scholarship or has been awarded a Hope Scholarship, uh, it it pays uh, it pays a good portion of it his or her tuition as opposed to what's going on now and also uh, i think crime uh um you know uh, uh i think we need uh, law enforcement and uh, law and order uh needs to be brought back to the forefront uh it's it's happening in our in our capital city right now where crime has gotten out of control and it's gotten out of control because you have a administration and a da uh who are who are not supporting their law enforcement officers and and um and we've got and this and that's just not a problem there in Atlanta in other spots of the of the state, but we need to be promoting our law enforcement and we need to be uh finding resource finding ways to uh create resources that are uh that uh, can help recruit and retain uh good law enforcement officers. So uh so those are a few things that you can do at the legislative level uh that I would have uh you know as a top priority as far as trying to uh, trying to um, you know uh, build out build out a better Georgia you know and uh, and uh, and I think uh, I think we can do it uh, through good strong leadership and also well, obviously the elephant room too is the voter integrity we got to we got to bring integrity back to our voting process you know uh, 2018 2020 and actually for the last three election cycles 2016 2018 2020. Uh, doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on, you, uh, there was questions about the integrity of the vote. And, uh, moving forward, you can't, you can't have that. You can't have people that don't trust, uh, uh, the, uh, the process, uh, and, and expect to have a well-functioning democracy. Right. No, I think, I think you're 100% right. So I got, I got two more questions and then I, I heard you have, a cool kids party coming on coming up later on this month, so I'm gonna let you talk about that in a minute. So I did see that you you are either you're asking the governor, I believe, to add some sort of mask mandate ban in K-12 schools, I believe, to the special session coming up in a couple of months in redistricting. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, you know, I don't I don't have a problem with parents. I'm I'm trying to empower parents and teachers. I don't have a problem with uh, parents. Uh, I don't, uh, wanting if the parent wants their child to wear a mask to school, then by all means let them do it. Uh, if uh, if they want to uh, have their children, if they want, if the parents choose to vaccinate their children, by all means do it. Um, I just don't think uh, the the school system ought to be mandating 
um, uh, them wearing masks. I, they can strongly encourage, and uh, and and I bet they would find a lot of people would would respond very positively if if it was strongly encouraged and not necessarily mandated. Um, and uh, and that's that's the uh, the genesis of what I was getting at. Uh, with that letter, you know, um, mm-hmm. we've got responsible people, uh, and we've got responsible parents and responsible individuals in our state, and we ought to let them decide, uh, particularly with parents and guardians, how how they want uh, their children uh, to um, uh, to uh, to appear in school. And uh, I would, I bet you would find more people who would uh, um, who would cooperate. Uh, if if just uh, if it was a suggestion as opposed to a mandate, uh, but but uh, I don't I don't think the school system should be, nor cities or counties should be mandating uh, any any citizens to do uh, uh, wearing masks along with many other things. I agree with you 100. percent I mean, your alma mater, where I go to school at now, UGA, got 40 50 thousand students, no mask mandate. So really quickly, um, I was told. As I was told, because I was only like a year old at the time, I don't want to try to make you feel old either, uh, Senator Jones. But uh-huh. I was told you played on a football team that some people who are listening have heard of, uh, and you guys maybe won a championship or anything. And I, I was really questioning about it, because I think this guy could have ran for governor if he wanted to. You got any funny stories about Mark Richt? Well, let me tell you something. Coach Rick is the genuine article. What you see is what you get with him. He is a, he is one of the finest people I've ever known, and 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 he one of the best football coaches I've ever had the opportunity to play for. But very underrated actor too. Oh yeah, absolutely. But uh, he was a, he was an excellent football coach, but an even better person. Uh, you know, probably the funniest story from those days is. Is uh, you know I play defensive back, you know, and defensive back we're known for being, you know, skilled, uh, you know, a- agile athletes, right? Well, you know, they nicknamed me the Mule when I was a defensive back, and it it didn't have anything to do with my agility or my speed. It was that you know they could always I was dependable and they could count on me, and and uh, and that you know I always you know I always would be in the right place at the right time, so. They nicknamed me the Mule, which wasn't which wasn't a very flattering nickname, you know, considering you're a defensive back. But you know, I uh, that'd be a great nickname for a linebacker. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But not a defensive back. But uh, but I mean, you know, so I was always kind of they but they they saw it they saw it bothered me that they nicknamed me that sometimes, and so they kept doing it, of course. As, as as you would you would think in locker rooms, there's no room for a thin skin in a locker room, especially at, at the University of Georgia, because uh, they will uh, if they see something that bothers you. I, tr- I promise you, they'll uh, they'll keep picking at you about it. But uh, but no, he he was a great guy. I couldn't have have nothing but good things to say say about Coach Rick and thoughts and prayers are with him as he's battling Parkinson's. I know it's uh that's a that's a mean and tough disease right there and and uh but he's taking it in stride just like a knew he would and and um and uh just uh like to send out thoughts and prayers to him and his family um as they as they deal with the you know the uh, a, a tough situation All right so yeah definitely thoughts and prayers to coach Rick I mean he's somebody who I looked up to when I was a kid you know he coached UGA up until a few years ago so I heard you're having a party 
August 26th. I, first, I want to know, am I cool enough to come? And second, if anybody listening is cool enough to come, where can they find out about it? Where is it at? You want to tell us a little bit about it? You're, you're abs- you absolutely will make the list, no problems, no question asked. So I can tell you that, and, and any, any of your listeners are welcome to come as well. But it is uh, August 26th. It's, uh, you can go to my website, uh, BertJonesForGA.com. I uh, have all the information. It's going to be at the uh, Indian Springs State Park. We have a conference center there, and uh, so we're uh, and it's good. Plenty of parking, plenty of room, uh, and uh, should be a good event. I've uh, got David Purdue who's going to be headlining for us, and and uh, trying to confirm a special guest right now. I'm trying to confirm a special guest, but uh, and uh, have have not uh, have not gotten confirmation on that. But there'll be plenty of old uh, bulldog. Uh, uh, friends of mine, you know, former letterman of mine that will be there, and and um, and uh, and it'll it'll be a good, I think we're gonna have a good turnout and be a great event, and absolutely no, I, I want you front and center for the thing, especially if if the guest is has the last name that I think they might, I'll definitely have to be front and center. So Bert, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, let the people know, you know, where they can find you. I'll make sure that Bert Jones for GA.com is in the description below. Uh, again, thank you so much for coming on. If you do win this thing, we'll do one in the Lieutenant governor's office. What do you say? Absolutely. Absolutely. hundred percent. We're going to win. Noah. we're going to win. So we just have to plan on uh, the date and the time on that. So, but uh, I appreciate, appreciate you having me on and, and, uh, and I uh, can't wait to, uh, uh, meet you in person and, and appreciate all your listeners tuning into you and, and making you such a successful uh, podcast here. Do you sometimes get the sense that debates about America's role in the world are predictable and often disconnected from reality? Our new podcast tries to change that. None of the Above offers new ideas to help confront America's global challenges. Subscribe to None of the Above today. With MailChimp, you get more than a URL. You get an all-in-one marketing platform to help drive sales. With things like data-driven recommendations and powerful automation tools. Get started today at MailChimp.com smartmarketing. MailChimp, built for growing businesses. Annie had an earache on a Saturday of all days. So her mom brought her to Minute Clinic at CVS, where you can see a provider, fill a prescription, and grab essentials like pain relief products, all in one visit. Even on evenings and weekends, you can even see us online with telehealth options. For quality, affordable care on your schedule, visit Minute Clinic at CVS. That's healthier made easier. Services vary by location. See MinuteClinic.com for details.